0: Welcome to Quarantair in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 1 The Duel.
1: In these direst times of plague, when the powers of heaven and earth forbid us to mingle, I, Lord Quarantine of Dahl, feel it is my moral obligation, no, imperative, to offer wise words for the preservation of your body and wits. Are you following me, Tuzan, my scribe?
2: From a safe distance, my lord. But I am noting your every word for the preservation of my body and wits.
1: Right. To pass the time, we noblest of knights should diligently keep up the practice of stabbing our fellows with swords. But here, sequestered within the confines of my castle... I must bear the hardships of isolation alone-
2: Because Elwhan El- and I clearly don't count.
1: Alone, with no one to fight. I am deprived of all my marital joys.
2: You mean, martial, sir?
1: That too.
2: Well, perhaps your cunning plan to shoot off love letters would work better once you and Elwhan finish setting up your archery butt. Your aim is still hit and miss, sir, as are your compliments.
1: Shoot me down, why don't you, Tuzan? If that's how you feel, you can go back to securing my gates. I don't need your help setting up a practice range.
2: Very well. May you enjoy getting arrows in your butt, sir.
1: Now, where is my target? Elowen? Here, sir. Good. If you could just set that butt up over there. No! No, no! Over there! Can't you see where I'm pointing? But that's the door, sir. Actually, I think I would prefer a moving target. Just carry on while I take aim. No, don't drop the target. How am I supposed to hit it if you drop it?
3: I'm just rolling the target strategically away from me,
1: sir.
2: Lord Quarantine, sir.
1: Tuzan, what is it this time? Can't you see I'm ever so busy doing nothing?
2: But, sir, there are people at the gate, sir. Should we let them in?
1: Of course not. I already told you no one was allowed entry.
2: That you did, sir. Only it's not no one, is it? It's Lord Gurren, your former brother-in-arms, or perhaps I should say, martial partner.
1: Oh, fine. I suppose I'd better turn him away personally.
3: Corrin Oh, Gurren. How long are you going to make us wait out here?
1: In the glorious fresh air with your luscious locks fluttering gloriously in the breeze.
2: Quarantine! Sir, if you send him on his way, he will surely be transformed. To grant him sanctuary is a risk, but if you don't, sir, this may be the last time you set eyes upon him, man to man.
1: Oh, fine. Open the gates. I really could use a good partner for duels. What's the point of home improvements if there's no one to fight in them?
3: Corintan. I haven't seen you since our wedding feast.
1: And is that
3: LaFrenne?
4: Lord Corintan, what a joy to see you in such fine form. What?
1: You brought her as well?
3: LaFrenne is my wife, Corintan. We're on our honeymoon, of course I brought her.
1: And Nolwyn! Why did you bring a wise woman? Are you ill?
5: I offered the friend my protective services as a wedding gift. It was the least I could do since I was once her mother's ward.
4: She has been more valiant than twenty armed men in tackling the escaped chickens of La Havre and the unknown menace of Plougastel Dulas.
1: And Brother Brannock, why did you need a priest on your honeymoon?
4: I was
0: rather wondering that myself. I thought my duty was done when I blessed their union, but apparently that wasn't enough.
3: You never know when you might need another miracle.
1: Or another annulment. Quarantine. Now, I've let you in because I'm dying for a duel, but you absolutely can't stay.
3: You mean that you'll toss us from your doorstep after all we've been through together? After I saved your life on that rabbit hunt.
1: Ah, stay back, Lord Gurren. Though that night will forever be seared upon my memory, for our mutual protection in these times, no one is to come within three feet of each other.
3: What is this nonsense?
1: The new laws. Don't you know about measures of solitude? Where have you been, anyway?
3: Too enraptured in each other's presence to care for anything else?
4: He means in breast.
1: So you haven't heard about the great stotification?
4: You mean the great stultification?
1: Yes, stotification. People have been turning into stoats, by God. Um,
3: uh, by stotes, you mean those. Little furry, unmasked weasels, yes, stoats, but oh, God, how do we not hear of this, Brother Brannock?
4: How should I have known God never tells me anything. <laughs> and I thought I'd heard it all when they warned me men had been turning into wolves, yes, but that is traditional,
1: indeed, we are familiar with Bisclavray, that poor lord who spent over a year in wolf form, but that is nothing compared to the sudden onset of stoats.
5: Did you try returning their clothes? That's what restored the werewolf.
1: Of course, Nolwyn. That's the first thing we tried. What do you take us for, educated idiots?
4: Educated?
1: Look, I don't know what started it. I'm not an enchanter. I was out on a hunt. A quite good hunt. There was this delightful wild boar... And when I came back, the servants told me my feast would have to be cancelled for fear of inviting a host of stoats to nibble at my most delectable pies.
3: No feasting. But what could bring on such a dreadful state of affairs?
1: Apparently some sort of curse has been going around the village. I was terribly put out. I wanted to tell everyone about my boar.
4: Yes, I'm sure it was quite a bore. How long has this been going on? Haven't you been doing anything about it? Apart from returning their clothes. Has anyone been cured of this woeful stoat? I mean, state.
1: How should I know? I've been staying inside, in my home, as should you.
0: So is that an invitation, Lord Corintan?
1: In your dreams, brother.
3: This is no good. We must be off. I dread to think what has become of my vassals without me.
4: Oh, but dearest, how do you propose to help them?
1: Indeed, what if they're all stoats? What? If you so much as step into the forest that divides our lands, you'll be passing through the worst of it. If one of those stoats so much as looks at you sideways, you'll be transformed. Though it pains me to say it.
0: We're going to have to stay here.
1: I was going to say, you'll have to start resigning yourselves to life as a stoat.
0: But you must grant us sanctuary.
1: I must do no such thing, brother. Does this look like a church?
0: Well given the decor with all the very large and pointy swords, yes?
3: Or, 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 we could let the outcome of our duel decide who's right.
0: And here I thought braving the escaped chickens of
5: Havre was an ordeal. If measures of solitude are to be observed, you must keep six feet apart at all times.
1: Indeed. Not even our swords can touch, and he who touches his opponent's sword shall automatically be eliminated. Neither opponent is to leave this hall, and the last man standing shall emerge victorious.
3: Well, even under these conditions, it shouldn't be too hard to sweep you off your feet.
1: Ha! This time you're going to fall for me, Gurren.
3: You wish.
4: Uh, but who's to judge whether contact is made? Lafren. Gurren, my love, as your wife, Lord Corinth, will hardly deem me impartial. Let Brother Branick decide. As a man of God, it's his job to pass judgment.
0: Well, if there are no objections. No? Really? All right, then. Lord Gurren and Lord Corentin, take your stances.
5: Ladies? Ah, right. <clears throat> and they're off. First we have Lord Gurren. He's approaching the six-foot line, still maintaining distance. Though, it is a challenge. You can see it in his bulging tendons. He is itching to grapple with his foe.
4: What <laughs> concentration! Gurren brings his arm
5: up. (laughs) Dodged in the last moment by Corentin, who is still six feet away and not closing. They are tip to tip. This is going to be close. So close. Not that close. Actually, so long as they maintain distance, Corentin faints.
1: Did not. I'm still clearly standing. It's
5: a combat term. I was referring to your deceptive ruse, sir.
1: Well, make it clearer next time.
3: Can we move on? We've got a duel to fight. We certainly could move on. I believe
1: that's what you're best at.
5: Can't we just call it a draw? No! No! And they are back at it, full force. Corentin is circling Gurren, but can he get in? Gurren's defense is impeccable. Gurren's (laughs) counter-lunge has taken Corentin by surprise. His head is exposed. He stumbles back. Yes, but can he
4: recover? Gurren is on him. Not really on him, of course, but... Oh, clever, that. Watch the rack, watch the rack. Don't give him an inch, Gurren.
0: What a match. Well, friends. Best two out of three. Come at me, brother.
5: But Gurren, I'm not armed. Not
3: you, Brannock.
5: And Gurren dodges Corentin's unexpected attack. Corentin takes the upper hand. Though all holds are
4: barred, of course.
5: Six feet, gentlemen. You're getting too close, my lords. Corentin beaten back by a sudden expulsion from Gurren.
4: He's really making his point.
5: All without a single point of contact. Never in my life have I seen such techniques. Get him, Gurren! (gasps) And Corentin is pinned to the wall. Corentin's aiming for a comeback. Six feet, remember Corentin? And oh, Corentin pulled a surprise move by leaping onto the banister. He'd better keep his balance. That's a lot of stairs. Perhaps we should call it off. Never. Never! Oh, Gurin's pulled an even more astonishing move by taking off his cloak as a distract- No, not a distraction, he's- Why is he undressing? Looks like he's just trying to free up his sword. Well, now he's charging up the stairs! Oh god, I can't watch. It's a risky move for Gurin, but Corentin is cornered. He has nowhere to go. If he leaves the room, he loses the match. He only has one option. Yes, he's. Ah! Corentin leaps off the banister. He is on the floor. On the floor! <laughs> Gurren in hot pursuit- can Corentin recover? And Gurin's sword is upon him, yes. Corentin's sword has dropped to the ground, and he's yielded the fight. That's two rounds to Gurren.
4: Victory! Oh, God, I love you, Gurren.
5: And
3: I you, my love. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait, 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 we're not done. You can't just come back and fight me. Come on, best four out of seven.
3: Um, you could just agree that you'd rather we stay. You know, if you enjoy being beaten that much. Ugh. <sighs>
4: <clears throat> Lord Corinton, I've heard that you and my husband have shared many tearing encounters. And I must confess, in coming here, I had hoped to hear the full account of your tremendous feats.
3: Yes, if I didn't know you better, Quarantine, I'd say you were unhappy to see us. You know, there was a time when you used to make all sorts of excuses to come visit me. And of course, that was before I married lefranc
4: but, of course, much has changed since then, especially with the stoating. If you turned us away, people might talk. Well, not if they're stoats, of course. But how disappointing it would be if you did not live up to your extraordinary reputation.
1: You make a fair point. I do have a spare bedroom, which might do well for you, my lady.
3: Well, that'll suit us indeed, Corinton. Thank you.
1: Oh, I meant for the lady. For yourself, I believe there is an old cot in a dank corner of the stable yard.
4: Corinton. And what of Brother
5: Brennick and myself? I suppose we'll take our chances with the stoats? Though, of course, we'd prefer to remain human.
1: I suppose there are 21 other guest rooms for you to choose from.
3: Very good. I say that this calls for a feast.
4: Or um... Maybe some quiet time, alone, would be better. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> indeed.
1: <laughs> oh. Go on then. Leave me
4: in peace. That's right.
1: Go off to your rooms and and leave me alone. <sighs> Tuzum, my scribe. Yes, sir. You still have the scroll.
2: Of course, sir. You intend me to continue your lamentations? I I mean words of wisdom, sir?
1: Yes, attend me now. For I have advice that may yet see us through this long and tribulating tribulation. Don't fight your enemies. Fight your friends. They're less likely to kill you.
0: Thank you for listening to Quarantin' in Quarantine. Featuring David Lone as Quarantin', Sandra Mills as Lafren, Chris Langdon as Gurren, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn, and Karen Murray as Branock. This episode also featured Erin Scothorn as Cezanne and Patrick Lewis as Elouan. The episode was written by Erin Scothorn and Karen Murray Burquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Rosnock. You can find us on Instagram at Corentin in Quarantine, or donate to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love.